Welcome to another episode of Story Seeking with me, Jennifer Thompson, where my guests and I discuss anything and everything to do with discovering, collecting and sharing stories. Do you have an idea for a book but don't know where to start? Or does your book writing goal continually get left at the bottom of the to-do pile? Or does the idea of converting your content into book form just leave you feeling overwhelmed? Well, today's guest is Anne Mabus, and we're going to be talking about book outlines, your story anchor, and ghost writing. Anne is a very experienced SEO content and copywriter specializing in marketing communications and is also a freelance writer. With a background covering the arts, online business, training and development, image consulting and writing, you could say that Anne likes a bit of diversity in her work. Anne has been published in WE Magazine for Women, BMN Magazine and The Calm Space, along with many blogs and sites online. Anne's specialties are copywriting and content writing, including info, product creation, blogging, business writing, and the one I can't wait to hear more about, ghost writing. Welcome, Anne Mabus. Hi, Jen. Hello, everyone. Thank you very much for having me. You're most welcome. Thank you for um, accepting my invitation. Now, the first thing I wanted to ask you is, this is a question that I ask um, all my guests, why do you do what you do? Where did the passion come from? Was there a moment in your life or, or, a, or a special influence? I'm one of those people who seems to have been writing forever. Um, you know, even when I was a kid, I'd, I'd dabble in writing and my poor next door neighbours, they used to go and sell on the newspaper that I'd write, you know, like five cents a copy. <laughs> and the poor old things, they would buy it from me to humour me. But um, I've been writing since whenever. But actually, when I first went online, I started with um, an online shop, an online store. Um, I didn't have writing in my mind at all. Um, and I discovered blogging uh, as part of you know, working in the shop. Um, it was called Beauty Banquet, and it was to do with uh, making women feel better about themselves not so much as in making themselves beautiful, but as in building their confidence. Right. Um, and so I had, had developed a blog to go with it because it's obviously I had words to say and they just spilt out and so I spilt them into the blog. Um, and it turned out that after a while I had two blogs in it was the top 50 Australian bloggers or something like that list, you know, so, so they were obviously being read and, and recognised and people would come to me and say, look, I like what you're doing, can you do it for me? And then, oh, yeah, okay, I'll, I'll give it a go. And, of course, one day the light went on, and that's what I should have been doing in the first place. So that's how Clever Street came about. Um, and I started my writing and, and ghostwriting career, and I haven't looked back. Fantastic. What I should have been doing. Mm. Yeah, so it sounds like you have been doing it your whole life. It feels like it, yes, yes. I mean, I love creative writing, and, um, you know, I've got, a big streak in me that believes in like fantasy and magic from as you do when you're a child you know um, my uncle used to take us out to the magic tree and I have four brothers and we were all you know within a year of each other so he'd have a, a car full of screaming kids in the back saying magic tree magic tree <laughs> and you'd find this tree and it'd have lollies in it every time we didn't question it we just believed it and I think <laughs> I still carry some of that type of approach with me and it works really well when you're trying to do things like um, you know create a business message or digging into a business personality because it gives you a whole different way of looking at things so I'm really happy with it. I love that you just mentioned about having that streak and so there's that link isn't it with the with the cleverstreak.com. Yes yes it just yeah, it, it feels like a streak in me too you know it's, and I know that's what makes me different from a lot of the other writers out there um, 
like when you actually come to verbalize that it sounds a bit woo woo you know <laughs> I, I <couldn't> even <laughs> yeah, it does sound a bit strange but it's it's the concept behind it that I think is really important. And it, it, as I say, it makes, when I look at people's products and I need to write a product description or something like that, I can see it from a different angle. You can see a story behind each product too. So it just gives you a whole, whole different approach. It just enlarges what you might be able to read online. Yeah, I love that, that story behind each each product. That's, yeah, I, I totally agree with that and working with um, organisations and businesses um, and helping them understand their, that they, they can still share their stories as a promotional tool and as a respectful marketing tool. Yes, definitely. Yeah. So one of the things I wanted to share with people listening is I wanted to share how I met Anne. Um, so I decided I wanted to share all my story-seeking training workshop content in a book form, but the idea of actually doing the writing uh, left me just feeling oh, totally overwhelmed um, and not very excited about it, to be honest. I love the content, but turning all of that um, you know, face-to-face -face workshop content and online workshop content into a book form, I knew that there would be that that's a different, uh, a different emphasis and a different kind of writing. And then I read about Anne's ghostwriting service for entrepreneurs and I felt a huge weight lift off my shoulders. I had never even considered that before. Now, I'm really good at distilling the essence of a story and breaking it down into parts. So it was natural for me to write an outline uh, for the book and send it to Anne when asking for a quote. And Anne, I hope it's okay with you that I share the response I got from you um, with the following quote, uh, which said, you're ahead of a lot of people who come to me. You have a solid outline. You can't know how happy that makes me. <laughs> and I was like, what? Doesn't everyone write a detailed outline? So Anne, why did me sending you a solid outline evoke such a response from you? Well, quite often I have people come to me and they have an idea and they might have a body of work, you know, for example, their, their blog posts you know, over time, um, and they want to turn it into a book, and that's, that's all they know. Uh, they don't quite know what they want to do with it, how they want to do it. So it's the equivalent of taking your shoebox full of receipts to your accountant um, and just handing it over. <laughs> saying, Here, you know. So while I can certainly take it and turn it into a book, it might not be the book they had in mind. So when you have an outline, it gives it not only helps you figure it out in your mind how you want it to go, when you're handing it over to a ghost ghostwriter, it gives me the guidelines. It tells me what you want and how you want it done so I can follow it to, to a T. So you, you really you need a good outline just purely for that reason, if nothing else. When I help people reflect on and share their stories through a short film, I talk about a story purpose statement becoming your story anchor, if you like. So something that you can come back to when the process seems overwhelming or you've, you've lost direction. Um, do you think this approach applies to someone writing a book? Definitely, and it's, that's very similar to um, your why you have your outline. It's your why uh, behind what you're doing. Yeah, because when I when I take people through this process of um, you know from an an idea to an outline um, for their for their stories, I see it as a, as an anchor because once we kind of get started, it's really easy to to think in a way that we perhaps haven't thought about this this story before and so we think of more things and more things that, that can come into it and um, one one thing that I often talk about is it's a bit like 
you know, when you, you decide that you're going to spring clean that uh, kitchen cupboard or that laundry cupboard or that, that room and you go, right, this is going to be great. I'm going to do this. And then you get stuck into it and you start pulling things out. And, and then it gets to about halfway through the process and you have got stuff everywhere there's more stuff than you thought there was um, and it seemed like a really good idea at the time but now you're just overwhelmed exhausted and you're wondering why on earth you started this in the first place and you don't know you know where to go next and what I share with people is this idea of just trust the process just go back to your story anchor remind yourself why what your purpose is who your audience is who you really want to hear this story who who do you think needs to hear this story um, and connecting with them and then trust the process just one step at a time one can of soup at a time one sheet or pillowcase at a time does it feedback does it support your purpose statement your your story purpose statement and if it doesn't support that if it doesn't contribute to that idea or that process then put it to the side perhaps it's for another story for example and just one step at a time and trust the process and by having that story anchor you really have that to go back to so what are some of the common mistakes you see and um, entrepreneurs uh, make when submitting story ideas to you well, first of all, of course, not having an outline at all. It's just an idea and collection of words. Mm -hmm. um, it, that's really difficult. Um, also, particularly for non-fiction books, which is mostly what I do, what they'll give me is a collection of chapter ideas, but there's nothing that, there's no flow. Um, there's nothing to show why they're connected. And that's quite difficult too, because it can end up in quite a disjointed book. But as a ghostwriter, it doesn't show me what their thinking is and how they see the connection between the two. And a you know, good outline will keep everything on track. You know, I'll be able to follow it and I'll be able to see the flow. Um, if you don't have the outline there, there's nothing for me to work from. So when you're putting your outline together, it will help you, um, helps you find the gaps in your material. So, you know, you're writing a book, you've got all these chapters here, but there's one thing that you haven't written on before and it's, it's an important thing. Then you can go away and make a few notes and fill it in so that there's nothing for me to work with. So when you bring me the material, there are no gaps. Um, it maintains the flow um, right through right through the book, whether it's a novel or, or a non-fiction book. The outline helps you just follow the flow. And I keep going back to saying your yeah, outline is like your why, um, like why why you're doing it. Um, have you seen uh, Simon Sinek's TED talk on on finding your why? Yes, I have. But please share if you for those who haven't. We, I'd encourage them to go and have a look. It's only a short short clip it's on YouTube. Um, Simon Sinek, S-I-N-E-K, um, finding the why. It's brilliant because if when you know why you're doing what you're doing, that helps you decide what's relevant and what's not relevant. So when you're putting your outline together, your outline keeps you on your why, and it helps you sort through all the, all the buckets of material you've got and say, well, this is why I'm writing the book, so this bit really doesn't fit. That might make another book, but I'll leave that to the side. This bit definitely fits because it supports what I'm doing. It keeps you on your brand. It makes your brand message very, very strong and very clear. If you're starting from your point of your why and using that through your outline, it keeps it very clear. You get your book done, and you know, one look at it, and people say, "Yeah, look, I know who's written that book. It's um, you know, I know that belongs to such and such a business. It's, it's clearly them. It speaks of them. It's it's what they're all about." 
Also, I'm, I'm interested in, um, I think there's a lot, there seems to be a lot of what I think is a lot of pressure on entrepreneurs to to bear all, to be this this idea around authentic stories, which I, which I talk about you know, quite a lot and use that term, authentic stories. But there seems to be this this push for the meaning around authentic stories to be, to also meaning bearing all. And that this, that there seems to be a common thread of this idea that if you don't bear all of yourself and tell all of your good, bad and ugly stories about yourself, then you're not being authentic. Um, now, for me, I don't really subscribe to that. I, I think that part of a really good um, story anchor process is really thinking about who's going to read this this book um who's going to hear your story and what impact that that may have on them on other people um and also yourself and are you ready for that and i i don't know that we need to know for me personally everything about someone to want to work with them for example if we're talking about entrepreneurs and a non-fiction book and wanting to you know connect with people do you have any thoughts of, about this? Do you ever have that conversation with entrepreneurs about about perhaps not disclosing something in a story? Yes, that can be quite difficult. Um, I, I'm, I tend to agree with you. I don't believe you have to let everything hang out, particularly when they're starting because they don't have any other evidence to support their abilities, if you know what I mean. Not, no, uh, nothing else to show why they're good at what they do. So they, they come back to the personal experience angle and there's nothing wrong with that that that's fine and if that works for them yeah mm-hmm. i i think there's perhaps there's something about authenticity that i think has been forgotten in that if that's not who you are then you don't have to do that um yeah. there are there are sacred places perhaps you know for, for you to keep that story sacred um yeah. i tend to keep things to myself too because i'm a private person but I also don't think people need to know everything about how you came to be the person you are. All most people need to know is who you are, what your motivation is, and what you can do for them. Um, will you meet their needs? Will you help them? And that's all they're really inter- interested in. And as I say, they don't need to know the ins and outs of, you know, I failed primary school six times, for example, you know. It's just not that relevant. Criticising people who do it, if it works for them and that's right for them, then if that's, that's their authenticity, that's fine. Um, yeah. It wouldn't be mine. But it also then comes back to what impact does your story have on your family or the people you've worked with? There's always a ripple effect. So one of the things, one of the conversations I have to have is about about that ripple effect, you know, this and, and also whose story is it? You know, sometimes yeah. you've become this person because you've worked with a child who has a, a problem or another individual that you've helped and that's where you've learned. You, so that doesn't necessarily make it your story. It's somebody else's story. So there's all sorts of legal things as well as uh, moral things in it too. So that's, it's, it's a really big issue, um, how far you go and how much you bear. Uh, you need to be sure you're not hurting anybody because you have to live with the consequences now as well as whatever's happened in the past. And remembering it's your interpretation of what happened. Somebody else might have a different interpretation. Yeah. Um, all, yeah. Sorts of, all sorts of implications for bearing yourself. So. Yeah, I, I love that you're saying this because I yeah I talk with people all the time about in my story seeking training about that the story seeking approach is a strengths based approach, and one of the things that I use to apply that philosophy is not putting someone else down to raise our own story, and that there are there are always ways that we can reframe something into an empowering story rather than a 
for example, a victim story or an accusing story. Um, you can you can talk about how you've you know worked through an, an issue or or survived something, um, but in a strengths based way. And I think the storyteller then actually gets a lot more out of that process um, as well. But I love that you're that you think about that kind of thing too in, in your in your ghost writing. Um, one thing I also wanted to ask is I'm fascinated about how as a ghostwriter i know there were some blocks that came up for me as an entrepreneur as in these blocks around these ideas of oh but am i am i getting someone else to do my work for me you know that whole fraud you know fraud <laughs> thing coming up and can i really do that can i really get someone else to write this book for me what are people going to think isn't that terrible and how are they going to how are they going to get my keep my voice or my um, my authentic voice as part of as part of that story so do you have any other tips around that um, that comes up quite often a lot of people will say that to me but what they don't realize is that um, it's a normal industry ghostwriting is a definitely a business that a lot of the top people use because when you look at how many books they put out there's no way they could actually physically produce as many books as they do if they didn't have some help and in terms of ethics there's not a problem there no moral issues because it's your material, it's all your IP, I'm just putting it into words for you. So, And you're still directing the process. So you're the driver. I'm someone who's just, just helping you turn it into the product that you want. So I have no problem and nobody nobody has any problem with ghostwriting. It, as I say, it's just, a, just what you do. Um, nobody's the time these days to sit down and, and write a you know, 60,000 word book. It might take you years to get it done. But these days people want, want it fast. You know, it's it's almost the equivalent of, of a business card these days. You give somebody your book instead of your business card. So it, it's quite an industry. So to get it done, people do need help. So if you've given me the, the outline, you've got the material, I'm getting everything from you. So it still is your book. It's not mine. I just use the words. Well, for anyone else uh, listening to this who you know, had the same concerns as I did about that oh just I've got I know I've got this book and I know I've got all this content but oh my god when am I going to write it the discovering this world of ghost writing in the entrepreneurial world is just um, such a weight off my shoulders and so exciting <laughs> and thank you so much for for joining us and again if you're um if you're someone like me who wants to get a book out there um if you need help with an outline um then i'm hop back onto engaging solutions in and you can find my idea to outline uh, course and help and you can also once you've got that Take your great outline to someone like Anne through cleverstreak.com and she can do the rest with you. Walk alongside you as you get your idea um, out into a book. And can I just say, please, please do it. If you've got a book inside you, please take the time to actually do something about it because there's so much information out there inside people with their experience, their ideas, and if it's stuck in your head, it's not helping anybody else. So if you think you've got a book, if you're half interested in, in a book, Sit down, do your outline, look at what you've got and actually take some action about making it happen because there's people out there who need to hear what you've got to say. Beautiful. What a gorgeous note to end on. Thank you so much for your time, Anne. Thank you very much for having me. Well, that's the end of another episode of Story Seeking. And if you'd like to contact me or my guest, head over to engagingsolutions.com.au or email me jennifer at engagingsolutions.com.au